Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 175 is entitled The Road to Power, Machiavellian Pragmatism, Rule Number 20, Never Let a Good Crisis Go to Waste. The quote, Never Let a Good Crisis Go to Waste, is first attributed to Winston Churchill, who was pushing to form the United Nations during the dark days of World War II. Whereas I am a great fan of Winston Churchill, I abhor Machiavellian pragmatism. The statement by Churchill in one instance may be fundamentally useful if governed by experience and good judgment, but as a principle to live by, it comes straight out of Machiavelli's playbook of how to gain power and how to hold power. Nothing could be more dangerous to freedom than to use every crisis as a means to destroy law, destroy the Bill of Rights, and to change the Constitution. And that is exactly what is happening in America today. Machiavelli said, The prince who relies entirely on fortune is lost when it changes. I believe also that he will be successful who directs his actions according to the spirit of the times and that he whose actions do not accord with the times will not be successful. Niccolo Machiavelli, the prince. The phrase, the spirit of the times, is rather freewheeling. It can refer to fads, cultural shifts, sudden changes in beliefs, philosophies, or moral revolutions, such as the turn-on, tune-in, and drop-out drug culture and sexual revolution of the 60s. In Machiavellian fashion, the spirit of the times is amoral. It is power Machiavelli is talking about, not truth or virtue or good. He believes in manipulating the cultural revolution for personal advantage, which is exactly what Timothy Leary, who coined the phrase turn-on, tune in and drop out, did when talking to 30,000 hippies in Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. He became an icon on college campuses and spokesman for the LSD and marijuana movement. As a result, today in many states, marijuana is now legal. The cultural movement in America today is toward anti-Americanism, socialism, one-world government, and libertarianism. The liberal movement has adopted that course and has become its leader. Their motto is, never let a good crisis go to waste, which is an extreme form of directing actions according to the spirit of the times. For example, anytime someone is killed with a gun, the left pushes to have the Second Amendment repealed. In the same breath, they encourage violence in the streets by defunding the police, releasing violent criminals from prison, making police the enemy and the criminal the victim, by encouraging riots by encouraging violent demonstrations and destruction of monuments and statues commemorating the brave patriots of the past, and even by encouraging harassment of conservative judges or congressmen or others of power who disagree with their liberal policies. I have assigned it as rule number 20 simply by chance. I took the liberty to classify and divide the suggestions Machiavelli made to the Medici. The spirit of the times just happened to be in the 20th spot on my list. By directing one's actions according to the spirit of the times, one must not only ignore the morality of the movement, but also the future consequences. There is an ancient phrase, carpe diem, which means to urge someone to make the most of the present time and give little thought to the future. A common phrase is, seize the day, or seize the moment. Another adage that goes along with seize the day is, pick the fruit while it is ripe. 
and today is ripe for revolution, and the left is making use of it. The liberals have mastered the process, and by adopting as their motto, never let a good crisis go to waste, they have institutionalized carpe diem into their political process. They ride high the waves of social tides and champion all popular movements such as Black Lives Matter. I want to be your champion, said Hillary Clinton while running for president. The problem with any crisis is that it is so focused on the present that it often ignores the future. What may be a short-term solution to an immediate problem may cause terrible problems in the future. For example, coming out of the Depression, Franklin D. Roosevelt put us on the path of socialism, and we have been moving away from the principles of our Constitution and Bill of Rights and Declaration of Independence ever since. Self-reliance is the first casualty of socialism. Socialism, once it has a start, perpetuates itself. People inherently believe the government owes them because the government supports itself by their taxes. The higher the taxes, the more people depend upon the government. Socialized medicine is the easiest gateway to full socialism, and Obamacare opened the gate. We may not be able to turn back. Once entitlements become a fixture in one's income, the harder it is to give it up. A recent example is the Biden student loan forgiveness plan, which leads to socializing education. If it continues, it will lead to free tuition for all schools. It is to education what Obamacare is to socialize medicine. Other gateways are government regulations, government control of minimum wage, government control of schools, politicians using taxpayer money as bribes for votes. Obamacare, the greatest single move we have made towards socialism, is a consequence of never let a good crisis go to waste. The phrase itself became the motto for the Democratic Party when it was used by Rahm Emanuel, President Obama's chief of staff. He told the Wall Street Journal, quote, You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. It was echoed by Hillary Clinton in her endorsement of Joe Biden for president. Hillary Clinton said, This is a high-stakes time because of the pandemic. But this is also a really high-stakes election, and every form of health care should continue to be available, including reproductive health care for every woman in this country. And then it needs to be part of a much larger system that eventually, and quickly, I hope, gets us to universal health care. Biden nods. So I can only say amen to everything you're saying, but also to again, enlist people that this would be a terrible crisis to waste. As the old saying goes, Biden nods, we've learned a lot about what our absolute frailties are in our country when it comes to health justice and economic justice. Bernie Sanders could not have said it better. Bernie Sanders was at first met with strong opposition from the left for his openly socialistic language. In fact, the other Democrats delighted in showing they were more moderate. But they misread the signs of the times. Bernie didn't. Bernie became very popular, and suddenly he was courted by Hillary and by Joe Biden. The left has moved totally to socialism. It reminds me of a passage from Paradise Lost by John Milton. Satan is trying to unlock hell's gate when he is confronted by sin and death. He doesn't recognize sin because she was so hideous looking, nor did he recognize death with its awful sting, though sin was his daughter and mistress, and death was his only begotten son through sin. Sin is speaking to Satan. Out of thy head I sprung, amaze seized all the hosts of heaven. Back they recoiled, afraid at first, and called me sin, and for a sign portentous held me. 
but familiar grown I pleased, and with attractive graces won the most adverse, thee chiefly, who full oft thyself in me thy perfect image viewing becomest enamored, and such joy thou tookest with me in secret, that my womb conceived a growing burden. Milton described our conversion to socialism perfectly. They recoiled afraid at first and called me sin, but familiar grown I pleased, and with attractive graces won the most averse. The same thing has happened with socialism and the Democratic Party. What Biden once called malarkey when running for president became policy after his election, and both Hillary and Biden followed Bernie Sanders' playbook. Perhaps no other president has taken more advantage of crisis-oriented management than Joe Biden. He used COVID as a path to the presidency. He actually remained hidden during the greatest part of the campaign, blaming the COVID crisis on Trump. In addition, he avoided having to answer to public for his policies. He allowed the liberal hatred for Trump to carry him to the White House without having to expose himself to growing charges of corruption and even increasing signs of dementia. It was a brilliant strategy and will probably go down in history as the greatest, if not the strongest, election fraud in American history. President Joe Biden openly speaks of the liberal strategy of never let a good crisis go to waste. Speaking to reporter Anderson Cooper and medical correspondent Dr. Sanjay Gupta, Biden said the following, We have to look at it, speaking of COVID-19 pandemic, totally differently than we have before. I think the way we get through this is to have to deal with stimulating the economy, but then we have to deal with recovery. Recovery. And the way you deal with recovery is you think much bigger than we have before. It's like the New Deal. Think of every great act, every great change that's taken place. It's come out of crisis. What we did, we expanded opportunity. And I think we have an opportunity to significantly change the mindset of the American people, things they weren't ready to do even two, three years ago. We have an opportunity now to take in a recovery act, a real recovery. We can fundamentally change the science relating to global warming, and we can create, seriously create, 10 million good-paying jobs. We can do it. It's within our power to do it. The three most chilling phrases are 1. Significantly change the mindset of the American people. 2. Things they weren't ready to do even two, three years ago. 3. We can fundamentally change the science relating to global warming. I don't know how one changes the science relating to global warming but it is probably more accurate than Biden intended, for the left has played very loose with science, not only about the science of global warming, but also about the science of the COVID pandemic. But let me just focus on the first assertion. And I think we have the opportunity to significantly change the mindset of the American people. Where changing the mindset is the dominating factor, truth becomes entirely irrelevant. What mindset is that? We know what it is now, after several years into his presidency. It is... Socialized medicine, open borders, dismantling the Supreme Court, destroying the balance of power, greater use of executive privilege. It is also about using the Department of Justice, the IRS, and the FBI as the Gestapo of the left to persecute American citizens. 
about redefining tariffs, not as farm tariffs, but domestic tariffs such as parents who voice their opinions in school board meetings, about conservatives who criticize the liberal agenda, about whites who are all now called supremacists and systemic racists, and who are not only racist but sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, in other words, those who belong to Hillary Clinton's basket of deplorables. Also, he wants to significantly change the mindset of the American people about big government, self-reliance, the right to bear arms, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, socialism and Marxism, global warming, one world government, big government, entitlements, socialized medicine, free health care, free housing, free food, free phones, a two-party system, balance of power. Further, he wants to change the mindset of the American people about criminals calling them victims, police calling them criminals, law and order, saying that looting, burning, violence in the streets, destroying statues, threatening members of the Supreme Court, are rights, the Constitution. And moreover, he wants to change the mindset of the American people about the right to vote, giving voting rights to illegal aliens, social security, welfare, other rights formerly given only to American citizens. If that were not sufficient, he wants to change the mindset of the American people about abortion, gender. The COVID crisis gave the liberal administration a taste of the power they want to have all the time. Power without the impediments of the American people. Power without the impediments of Congress. Power without the impediment of the Constitution. Power without the impediment of the Supreme Court. Power without the impediment of the rule of law. These are all realities that have grown out of the COVID crisis. But the list continues. In addition, President Biden wants to change the mindset of the American people about energy independence, self-reliance, inflation, shortages, gas prices, and cost of living. Machiavellian pragmatism, if not defeated, will lead to the destruction of our democratic republic. It is the road to power that has been practiced by tyrants and totalitarian states from the beginning, and it is in widespread practice in American politics today. It is at the root of war. It is an enemy to freedom. It is an enemy to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is an enemy to self-reliance, agency, and free will. It is an enemy to the Declaration of Independence, to the Bill of Rights, to the Constitution. It is an enemy to all who love liberty. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.